podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fatback 4 Daily. It is Wednesday night, and Liverpool have just beaten Genk four goals to one in Belgium in the Champions League. Um, we're going to just go have a look at the lineup that was that came out just before kickoff. We're going to have a look at the game itself, some performances, some good, some really good, some are okay, not too bad, but we, we'll have a look over it as we go along. Um, if you have any comments, absolutely throw them into the live chat. Uh, myself and my guest tonight, Keith, will have a look at them as we go. Uh, this show, of course, is brought to you by Paddy Power. It's a bookies, it's a website, it's an app. Odds on Liverpool, specials on Liverpool, football, sport, everything else beyond that. If you gamble, please gamble responsibly. Um, Keith, 4-1 win. You have to be happy. Oh, it was great. Great game to watch. Um, some fantastic goals. Some great football. I think there's pretty much nothing you can complain about. You know, it's one of those games that sometimes we've gone in in the past and been quite conservative. Maybe gone with a midfield free that was, you know, more about rigid structure as opposed to just breaking the team down. And when you think that, you know, Salzburg managed to score, I think it was five or six past them. You know, there was plenty of opportunities for us to be a little bit more open and attacking and gave, you know, in the end gave every Liverpool fan what they wanted to see, which was a lot of goals, a lot of chances created. And yeah, it was a great game of football to watch. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a good game to watch, but. Just going on the lineup, um, myself and Damo were on the show last night and we did, we thought he would go with Milner right back, Lovren, Van Dyke, uh, Robertson. The midfield we actually did come up with, I think we come up with Fabinho, um, Keita. I don't know if Ox was in there. I think it might be, we might, we might have been unsure over whether Milner would be in there if he wasn't at right back and the front three as it was. So it wasn't a massive surprise for me. Were you happy to see him go with that midfield though overall? Because Fabinho is the sitter, but the other two lads look to get on the ball, play and impact stuff. You know, um, Kate, very clever on the ball. Oxley Chamberlain looks a bit more direct running than you would see from maybe one Alderman Henderson. So were you happy to see that lineup, um, when it came out at what, seven o'clock this evening? I was. It just, you know, I, it, I felt tonight was the perfect opportunity to play players that were actually going to play our midf- midfielders who could actually score goals, create chances and, and generally, you know, make things happen. You know, no, no disrespect to Ginny Wanaldum and to Jordan, Jordan Henderson. Um, you know, they're fantastic and they are going to be 
playing games regularly this season. I can understand the job that Jurgen Klopp gets to do in the majority of games. But I just think with Naby Keita and Oxley chamberlain I think their 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 quality in the final thirds or, or in more in, in advancing the ball um is at a much higher level uh than than uh Ginny and Henderson. Don't get me wrong, Keita and Ox also have their um their falls, which we'll probably go on to um in a bit. But I was very happy to see us say Let's let's take the tap off tonight. Let's go for it. And and Klopp um, let us be free, and it works. It absolutely works. I mean, um, you know, we played some, again. We played some really good stuff, and you know, it, it just allowed us to be a little bit more fluid. In saying that, of course, you know, at times there were hard attack moments um, uh, because there was so much space in behind. I thought at one point Liverpool must have had about eight players, nine players in the bo- in and around the box, all trying to all trying to score or put a through passing or something like that. So you know, it was um, it was at times it was a bit hairy when they did play the long ball, but w- why not, Genk? Daily proved that they didn't really have the quality to make, to make those chances count. So, you know, we didn't need to show them respect like we showed Man United respect of, on the weekends. Yeah, absolutely. Look, <clears throat> the lineup, we're quite happy with. There's, there's, there's loads of, um, there's loads of comments coming in here, you know. Um, Kate, uh, let me see. Kate have played very well is, is the overall, um, thoughts coming in here from Centurion amongst others. Um, North Red felt he had a, a a solid game. LFC K Town said Trent to return right back for the sports. Um, Milner was caught out. Gomez solidified. I'm not too sure about that. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I thought Gomez was quite poor when he came on. That's just my opinion on it. Um, but we get onto that a little bit later. Um, Maverick says we might actually have some backup. Naby really needed that run out and was getting stronger and stronger. He did grow into the game. He, he affected the game a lot more. Neat and tidy in the first half, trying a bit more in the second half, which was which was fair enough. And he he did come out. I thought I thought. To see Naby get the full game, I thought, was was a real, real positive. Um, Centurion says it was a really good game, considering that we are tr- what we are trying in midfield. Yeah, absolutely. But look, Keith, we got off to a great start. And it's one of those things where, you, if when I seen the goal back, when I seen it happen and I thought, good goal. When I seen it back, I thought, you know what? That's what Oxlade-Chamberlain is there for, because... Fabinho would probably be looking for a more square pass to a, to a Henderson there, and Henderson would be looking to get, say, a Trent in down the right, or, you know, if he was there tonight, Milner. But if you watch Oxley Chamberlain just drifting into that space, Fabinho does really well by pretending he's going to play it square and then pops it into him, and it's a really good finish. Perfect start, Keith. Absolutely perfect start. And Oxley Chamberlain is our most dynamic midfielder at Liverpool. There is no, uh, there is no midfielder quite like him. Um, you know, it, it just tonight he reminded us of what, at, why at one stage, um, he was being considered one of our best players. You know, only Oxley Chamberlain is going to try a shot like that from outside the box. He tried it against Manchester United and he was close a few times. You know, he's willing to get into pockets and it's almost, you know, uh, when the discussion came on about how we never really replaced Coutinho as the kind of the fourth man. I always thought Oxley chamberlain was growing into that fourth man. You know, there's a stat that went out tonight that said that the last midfielder to score two goals for Liverpool was Coutinho. So Oxley chamberlain really gives us that, you know, that, that extra, I'm going to try something here. I'm going to try a pop. And obviously we'll talk about what he did in a bit, but you know, that first goal was all Oxley chamberlain and, and it's really encouraging to see him fit, Firing and what he's going to bring to the team in terms of goals is going to be, is going to be, um, 
a, a game changer, in my opinion, because that could have been a tight game. That could have we could have gone nil nil for a while. For us to pop up with a goal out of nowhere like that, only someone like only he would be able to provide that. Yeah, um, comes for comes fourteen says Ox Ox helps us play a bit more directly. Centurion says the second goal was a peach, but Kate was a standout player for him. Uh, Chris Brack says uh, in reply to not red, I think it will be the Champions League final eleven. This is for Spurs on Sunday. That midfield works when we have the three men up front and the full backs on the side. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, Chris Brack says against Villa, it will then look to put in Kate or Chamberlain in midfield. See how it goes. Um, that's a very good point. I think Genie uh, Wijnaldum scored two against Barca, so that's uh, yeah, so that's that you had. Uh, it was first away away game. Then maybe it was an away game. Oh, okay, yeah. someone along there. Maybe I read it wrong. Okay, uh, Skipper Dog. Yeah, says we'll great. go with. We go with away game. Yeah, cover our arses. Um, Sk- Skipper yeah. Dog says great results. Some f- finish. Uh, some finishing from the Ox. The midfield. The midfielders needed goals. Yeah, that's fair enough. But for the rest of the first half. Um, Although we did play some lovely football, I thought some of Firmino's touches were outrageous. I thought he was really, really good, and he probably deserved, a, if not a goal, he deserved an assist anyway. He, he deserved somebody to finish off something for him, Keith. Um, but for for the rest of the first half, I thought we were we, we were sloppy in parts, and I hate to say it, but there was too many straight long balls over the back of us that gave them opportunities and gave them encouragement. And I have to look at Lovren for a few of them because there's one where the player goes through and I swear to God Lovren spends more time running, looking at the linesman than actually trying to get back to defend the ball. Was that a bit worrying for you as the half went on? You know, these the only thing, the way they seemed to get at us was just straight balls over the top of Lovren and, and get after them. Uh, it, was a, it was a slight concern. I think... Um, I thought Liverpool played a really good, um, uh, offside line, uh, for the goal itself. And I think it's something that we've been practicing a lot, um, during preseason, playing that high line, knowing that VAR is now in place. So keeping that, that high line, um, actually works in our favor. Um, you know, it, we can, to a certain extent, I, I remember, I remember exactly what you said. I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, Lovren seems to be more interested in what the linesman looks like and this flag than he actually looks, looks at the, look, tries to stop the player. But at the same time, you, you could be forgiven in part, in my opinion, for the shape a little bit. I thought there was a lot of space between the midfield and the defense t- tonight. And I almost felt like Fabinho was, um, you know, particularly in that first half was, was was a, was a lone warrior, you know. Chamberlain and and Cater for all their dynamic play in 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 further positions, I didn't feel like they covered um, defensively that well. And I thought that Robertson and Milner were just going absolutely batshit crazy. So, and that can be forgiven because if you look at it, you know, Lovren, Milner at right back, Cater, uh, Chamberlain. You know, we haven't played with these players in 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 this system before. This season, it's the first time this season and the first time and probably in some time that they, all these players have played at the same time. So it was almost a bit of a learning curve as well, which so I can, they can be forgiven almost for being caught out with that long ball. That, that would be my opinion. I'd, I'd be interested to get yours on that. Yeah. Centurion says any defensive frailties has come down to a change in midfield. I don't agree. Um, I think it was just, how do I put it? Like Lovren plays against Leicester and plays really, really well. Um, he has to concentrate. For me, with Lovren, I think he just he can lose concentration when he feels the game might be a bit too easy. Or Liverpool put her on top. That's, mm, that's the pressure I get off. That's you know, um, that's a great point. That is a- th- that's just the way I see it. I, there's stages in the game for Lovren where 
he looks like he's you know really on it. He's up against the the, the 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 forward. He's holding them up. He's making good tackles. He's winning stuff in the air. And then Liverpool go through a little area of dominance and or a, a stage of dominance, and he, he kind of turns off. And instead of doing something at a hundred percent, he might do it at ninety. And his that drop off for him is. is is significant, you know, a ten percent drop on Van Dijk is not, but but on him it is, and I just felt that that's the way it was. Like later on in the game, we we talk about their goal. I think that's a that's a prime example of it. But the first half goals, they they have a goal disallowed, which is offside. It's as simple as that. You know, I've seen people, uh, Gary Lineker, I think on BT Sports saying, is it his arm? Is it his is it his armpit? It's his head. Everything. It's the whole half of his body was offside. Mm. Um, it was a good header, don't get me wrong. Milner was beaten at the back post, but he's a big, strong lad who heads it in, but it's disallowed. They have a couple of chances, like, straight down the middle of us, as we've discussed. It's something that we have to look at. If we're going to hold that high line, we need to hold it really, really well, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and be, and be prepared, like, just, just anticipating stuff, you know, simple things like that. So it was one of those, but look, we get to half time. Oxley Chamberlain has us one nil up. Um, I was not nervous. I just thought we could play a little bit better. I wanted to see us play better simply because we had got Keita and, and Oxley Chamberlain in the game and I wanted to see them affect it, you know. Second half, we start slightly sloppy in my opinion. Um, passes are off a little bit. They're, they're, they start kind of brightly, but Oxley Chamberlain makes it too, Keita, and, um, that's an outrageous goal. That's like I'll put it to you this way, and, and I know it's an easy easy thing to say, but if Messi does that, or a Coutinho, <laughs> or a Mesodozel, or anybody, you know, Ibrahimovic of his in his in his day does something like that, and that's literally everywhere for about a week. That was an outrageous goal, Keith. Oh, it was ridiculous. Um, it goes to show that. Oxley Chamberlain can do anything he wants to. You know, Oxley Chamberlain, and that's the sad, sad thing about him. As a, as a player, as an English player, you know, he's one of the most, in my opinion, one of the most gifted midfielders that we have. You know, it's the one player that we don't talk about when we're speaking about England. Um, you know, everyone's talking, oh, but who's going to come in next? We're going to talk about people like Phil Foden, Harry Winks and James Madison and, and all these kind of players. We have him. His name is Oxley Chamberlain, and he is capable of doing anything that he pleases as long as he can have a, uh, be fit and have a run of games. He's consistently said that he is a midfielder and he plays through the middle, and he has proven that at Liverpool. And that goal was absolutely sensational. You know, he pretty much lobbed the keeper on his line. You know, it was just the outside of the boat, the way he caught it. You, you just you you don't catch anything better than that. And you know, it, a, a fine goal. You know, performance-wise, I thought. Times he kind of dipped in and out of the game. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he was sometimes there, sometimes not. You know, he, he could have imposed himself a little bit better, but I mean, that would do him the world of good for his confidence. Absolutely sensational, and 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 good for and good for him. He's definitely taken a stake, uh, staking a claim for that eight role. Definitely staking a claim for the eight role. Yeah, he, the, the role he'd be looking at would be the role Henderson plays, and I think at the moment, you know, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Henderson, and I always have been. Um, just the person he is, the, the way he plays, and how selfless he is for this side at times, you know. And you always need someone like that in your side. So I'm a big fan of Anderson. Technically, maybe not the best goal scoring, definitely not. But work rate for his team, um, being being selfless in in, in protecting the side and allowing other players to go and, and express themselves. I.e. Salah, um, a couple of people of the first half, he would have to learn. 
he would have to learn that role where he sits in between Trent and Salah and you'd have to learn it very, very quickly. It's a very disciplined role you have to play, even though you are looking to to express yourself going forward. You have to be absolutely on it def- defensively and, and, and in the shape Liverpool like to have. So it's something he has to look at. Well, you know, say again? you argue? I mean, in, in my, look, again, I'll put this out there to you, Gav. Um, you know, I feel like Henderson's almost gone... It's not so much people keep kind of say, oh, he's given it, or he's not been scoring, you know. He, he, but for me, I, I get this feeling that he's almost been like, he's he's playing almost like a six-ish role where he seems to be covering for Salah um, and covering for Trent Alexander-Arnold a lot more than he's actually getting into four positions. 100%. And I argue that when Oxlade chamberlain goes, goes for pains to that position, how, how much how different the dynamics are going to be um, in, in terms of the freedom that Salah and, and Trent are going to be offered. Are, are they going to be asked to work harder in defensive situations or is Ox going to have to withdraw some of that quality that makes him so dynamic? Like, for example, what popped him into the place for the first goal where he was in the centre, you know, to cover for Salah? Because Salah has a free role. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. doesn't have to defend. So it would be interesting to see, like, you know, um, it, 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 there'll be a lot of calls for Ox to be playing, but actually, I think Henderson at times is going to be a safer bet. And against Spurs at the weekend, I reckon Klopp goes with Henderson. Yeah, I think he will. I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think for a minute Oxley Chamberlain starts against Spurs. You know, um, let me see. Um, Northred says we are getting a bit of stick for that Origi banner. I'll get to that t- at towards the end. Um, Maverick says Ox is not quite there yet, but coming along, he definitely needs to impose himself a bit more on the right side. With Salah, needs to do more defensively. Yeah, he will have to. Uh, to answer your question or your query, I I do think that um he would have to curb what he what he likes to do a little bit more, become a little bit more. Uh, I suppose reserved in his attacking. To, to get into this side but then again if you get in you can build on it you know and get that understanding going and he's probably more explosive than than Henderson he's more of a goal threat than Henderson but the key thing to this is you, you cannot leave us exposed so you'd have to learn that just a little bit um Centurion says bottom line is Hendo is the weakest member of the team now agree or disagree um I don't think there's many weaknesses I think if you put Oxley Chamberlain in that position against a Man City I think you may be crying out for Henderson next week. That's the way I look at it. Um, just because of what they do to allow Salah to go and do the business. That's just the way it is. Um, let me see. Kevo Sullivan says, um, Centurion not worth bothering. Honest to God, clueless. I don't know what that's about, Kev. You'll need to explain that to me. Um, let me see. Left-hand side gets more cover from Mane. It absolutely does. Mane works a lot harder coming back than than Salah does, but that's just the shape we play. But look, um, Robertson gets to go off, get a bit of a rest. Joe Gomez comes on. I want to have a little chat about Joe Gomez now in a minute, but we make a 3-0. Um, Sadio Mane, and for me, it's the goal of the night. Um, the team goal of the night, you know, it's just like Oxley Chamberlain's first goal, Keith, is a good finish. The second one's outrageous. But the, the third one, the team playing the third one, two touches, movement, playing around people, and the finish is exquisite. It's, it's, it's a proper Liverpool goal, isn't it? When you see it, you think that is a proper, proper Liverpool goal. It's, it's a goal befitting of uh, Champions of Europe. Yeah, absolutely sensational, and 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 a real marker. Is it, I think that goal alone is a real marker to. To, to, to the rest of Europe, just as a reminder that, yeah, you know, we, 
we may not be, uh, sorry, uh, my, my mic, um, we, uh, it's a, it's a marker to the rest of Europe to say, look, you know, defensively, we may not be keeping all the clean sheets in the world, but we can score goals like that in an instant. And the movement, the diagonal, and, and just the angles at times is it, it, sensational. The way they play their passes, you know, never in a million years would you even think to be playing those passes in the way they play the passes, um, you know, from, from, from Firmino to Salah and that ball from Salah over to Mane, the finish by Mane as well. You know, it was, it was just a befitting of what Jurgen Klopp has created. And, and, and Jurgen Klopp and the whole coaching team, um, it's befitting of the qualities that those front three possess. And, you know, it, it, for me, in, in terms of, in terms of just a pure football goal, that was probably one of the goals of the night, probably one of the goals of the week, uh, goals of the Champions League week, in my opinion. Yeah, it was just a brilliant goal. Um, when he, when it goes in, I'm thinking, how has he managed to chip him? How has he managed to, yeah. to get it over him? Because he's so, so close to him. But it's a really good goal. Like Maverick says, Mane's goal superb. Great triangle passing. It really was the movement. And, you know, it, it was just, I just thought it was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, it was the front three at their best tonight, I thought. I thought it was, you know, even though they, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, at times, at times, I thought there was some real, some real chemistry and it's almost to say, it's almost to say that you know how much we miss Salah because even though Salah was at times quiet tonight you know it's just a way that as soon as that ball gets fizzed in the front three what they're doing with their movement how they're dragging defenders left right and centre the touches that you know the passing the the, the, the choice of passing you know it, it, that is when they're best and sometimes when we have sloppy days or, or we're crying out for that that's what we mean as Liverpool fans it's, it's times like that is, is what really makes them who they are yeah, Centurion says there, my opinion is not polarising, I'm not calling for a handle assassination, I'm just at saying an opinion, yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right, and <clears throat> all I did, if you, Centurion, look, I'll put it to you this way, I'm not disagreeing with you, and I won't disagree with, I'll disagree with people's opinion, but I wouldn't knock down your opinion, that's yours, and everyone is entitled to one, um, you will never find me, um, you'll never find me knocking down someone's opinion, I just don't, I'll agree and disagree, that's what we're all here for. What I would say is though, just the last thing on Oxlade Chamberlain or Henderson, because I think that might be the, that might be the choice. You know, I think it could be a Wijnaldum or Keita choice on the other side. You'd have to wait and see for certain games. But in certain games, I think Oxlade Chamberlain could be exposed defensively when we need to be really solid. Having said that, I think Henderson may not give us enough going forward in games where we need to be creative. So you would have to mix them up. One does 60, one does 30. The following week, you, you switch it around, depending on who you play play for. Who has the bigger scope to improve? Oxlade-Chamberlain. Um, because he has, he's a very good professional. He may be a couple of years younger than, he is a couple of years younger than Jordan Henderson. Um, probably three or four, maybe. But he has the scope to go and, and attack like he has tonight, to finish like he has tonight, but also learn the role and if I was Oxley Chamberlain, I'd be walking in every every day and I'd be watching exactly what Henderson being asked to do and what Henderson is doing in training to, to learn that role. A bit like young Quevin uh, Kelleher, who spends a year watching Allison and has improved immensely. You know, so it's one of those things. So that's that's just the way I, I like to see it. But the, I'd never knock someone's opinion. Everyone's entitled to it. Um, we make a four. And Keith, we spoke about Salah, thought he was... Thought he was quiet first half. Couple of chances he may have got in, but they defended him quite well. They snuffed him out quite well. 
And but in fairness, they they were really making sure he wasn't getting away, which did lead to room for Firmino in particular. Um, but he gets the fourth. It's a ball in, so he he sets up Mane, and everyone's going, "Oh, did he set up Mane?" And look, oh, I don't remember Burnley and all, and they're like, "Would you ever fuck off?" Yeah. And so then what happens is, then what happens is, um, Mane gets a torn bang straight into into Salah. Holds her up brilliant. Reminded me a bit of the time he done Harry Maguire against Leicester Anfield. But he's backing in, backing in. Gets the half turn. Looks like he's on his left foot. Shifts around to his right through two defenders. And a good, good finish um, with his right foot. Classic Mo Salah again. And you know what? People said Spurs are on, you know, Spurs got over their hump there on last night against Red Star. Um, do you know what? Air three lads looked like this really started to click as that game went on. I remember when we um, uh, did the back, back, back four on Sunday and I made a point that we missed um, Salah's hold-up play and that was a perfect example of it. You know, the, the ability to be able to hold off men twice his size, have control of the ball, move the ball quickly with his feet, but all the while while keeping the ball completely dead um, is a skill that, you know, is, is truly a world-class gift that Mo Salah has for all the pace, for all the abilities in, in, in the way he shoots and the way he finishes, that ability to be able to fizz the ball to him in a tight space for him to turn, keep the ball within his feet, move it, almost almost shift everything around. He literally moved the ball almost around the defender. He could have just grabbed the defender, picked him up, and moved him to the side. He pretty much did that with, with his mind, and and again, it was just it was just a phenomenal finish. Um, you know, it's, it's just everything that makes him world class. And it's, it's just not another proof that, you know, you'll get people from time to time, uh, football fans, maybe not even just Liverpool fans, just fans in general will think that, you know, Salah has a bad game, kind of, you know, are there others that could potentially take his place? Absolutely not. There's no, no player in world football, um, you know, who does the things that, 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 that Salah does. And I'm not talking about the galactics of, of Messi, but, you know, generally, generally in world football, there's no one that does what he does. And yeah. Spurs would be very worried because, you know, despite the five 0 victory, they've been very, very creaky in defence. And and uh, I think Salah, you know, it was great for him to get the game in tonight, get the ninety minutes under his belt. Because I think on on is it Saturday, Sunday? Is it Sunday we're playing yet. them? Sunday, I think I think he's going to be up for it, and he usually is against Spurs at Anfield. Yeah, I saw the way. And listen, it's it's just great to see them all playing so well. Mane scores. Um, Salah scores I thought Firmino was brilliant I really really did so it's good to see them all in that listen if we're going to go with Fabinho Wijnaldum Henderson it's good to see Henderson get a full rest Wijnaldum plays the last 10 or so I was a little bit surprised we didn't see Brewster um, but I understood where bringing Origi on I think he used to play for Genk and stuff like that so yeah that's that's fair enough um, but we can see the goal Keith and before we talk about the goal Joe Gomez comes on he plays right back I'm 100% against it um, I, I don't believe in it if you're going to if you're going to take Andy Robertson off you know um, I, I don't know go three at the back make him a centre centre half do something like that just stop playing him stop playing him right back um, going forward yeah he looked okay he released the ball to Mane when he never should have. He should have known Mane was offside. He was all right. He showed great pace to get across uh, the pitch when there was a break for Genk. But he, the funny thing about that one was he gets there, right? He kicks the ball out of play, mm-hmm. and then he and then he real then he lets the player go all the way past him to get the ball, and then decides that he wants to hold up the play. Ends up getting booked instead of just kicking that ball as far as he could into the stand and turning around and getting back into position. I just thought he looked he looked shaky, loving or Gomez at times. 
But look, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. He hasn't played an awful lot of football. He's come back in into a position that I don't think he likes playing in. And I wouldn't have him playing in anyway. But um, you can't write him off this early, can you? Because I've, I've genuinely seen someone tonight go, listen, for me, Gomez won't make it. Forget about it. Yeah, I, I think this is the first time he's had to be put under real pressure. Yeah, you know, I, I think you know he, you know, you ought to feel bad for him, for the for the kid. You know, he, he cemented that centre back position last season. Him and Van Dijk were absolutely phenomenal. Um, he's a great player. He hasn't lost his pace, even though he picked up quite a bad injury against Burnley. Um, you know, he's. He, I still think he's going to be become a very, very good good defender. But I think at the moment he is under a, a, a bit of pressure. You know, he must be frustrated that he can't even get ahead of Dan Lovren in the, in the side at the moment. It's at his preferred position, he's getting shafted out to the to the right back position, uh, which you know, like you said, I don't think is something he feels comfortable with. You know, for for what that position demands um, in terms of technical ability on the ball, in terms of pace. He just, you know, he's got the pace, but he doesn't really have the end product. And I think it just puts him in situations where he's having to um, deal in one-on-one situations that he's not very comfortable with. Joe Gomez is a fantastic um, first uh, first line of defence. You know, when a player, say, for example, a long ball comes in or ball gets drilled into the defender, the first person to, 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 to try and stop that will be Gomez. He'll push forward. Um, press and allow Van Dyke to tuck in and clean up where necessary. At right back, he does, or at left back, he doesn't get that opportunity. He's got players actually picking up the ball, turning, looking at him and running at him. And he's not comfortable at that at all, in my opinion. And, you know, again, there was times where he tries to apply that same pressing technique that he uses at centre back in a wing back positions. And what happens is more times than not, he gets, he gets turned out because he's got no one behind him to, to cover for him. And, and it's, he's not comfortable in, in dealing with that particular bit of space. So, you know, I, I personally feel, for, feel for him. Um, but I still think he has, he has all the world to eventually make that centre back position his own. He's just got to work hard for it. Yeah. Comes 14 said, um, Gomez needs the minutes. Uh, Chris Brack says, Lovren and Gomez issue is a lack of game time, but it's hard to rotate centre-backs. Not convinced Matt will play Sunday. Klopp didn't seem confident about his annoying knee injury. Centurion says, learn beside VVD and ball playing, uh, and the ball playing defence system. Um, Maverick says, Gomez has to play, I guess, just for continuity. He was all right today. He's only 22, has a lot improving to do. There's more than one way to play right back position. Yes, but I think Joe Gomez is an absolute nailed on centre back. Um, he's, he's not, he's not versatile to be a right back. I don't think he has the, I just don't I think mean, he has the, the, the skill set to be a, a right back. That's just the way I, I feel about it. Someone else has said there, I don't mean to keep going on about it, but what about that push on Firmino in the box? Um, yeah, it was ridiculous. It should have been a penalty. Um, I don't know how Firmino gets up and chases the ball then. That's probably the reason why it wasn't given. But again, you know, I don't know. Is VAR meant to come in there? I don't know. VAR is just mental. Yeah. It's absolutely mental. Look. That was- and one thing that I will say, just just, just yeah. quickly on Gomez before we move on, was um, I read an article from the on the Athletic uh, James Pierce wrote about mm-hmm. I think it was James um, about uh, the, the the responsibilities of our wing backs and how the responsibility is to be almost you know wingers you know being technically gifted to be able to you know uh, play a pass to be able to unlock defenses in the way that Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold does and I think it is unfair that if you if that's what you're applying for your first choice wing backs that you should then put a 
Gomez in that position when that's not his game. So I think, you know, if Klopp is asking for one thing and builds a system for, for the ability of a particular type of player in that position, to then go and put a player that's not comfortable doing that, I think is, you know, cutting your nose to spite your face, in my opinion. Yeah. It's, look, it's, it's, it's one of, it's one of those where you just, maybe he's just, he's just getting them back in, giving them the minutes, and that's where he felt he could give them the minutes. I hope that, in my, in, in my eyes, the hopes, the hopes I have for Gomez is that he does end up dislodging Dayan Lovren as the, the choice. I am at centre half and be that choice behind Matip and, and Van Dijk and eventually become first choice centre back for Liverpool because he has a brilliant skill set to be a centre back. We seen it last season. He was outstanding before he got injured. Like outstanding. Like you were coming off the pitch going, was him or Van Dijk better? You can't give him any more credit than that. You know, that's how good he was, you know. Um, in training, Gomez has Mane and Salah running at him. Not being able to defend one on one isn't good enough, says Kevin O'Sullivan. Yeah, I, I get that, but he probably hasn't, he, he, he probably does have that in training. I just, I don't know what it is. He just looks hesitant. He looks like he, he's uncomfortable and he probably doesn't want to play there. I don't, I genuinely believe he doesn't want to play there. He done an interview before the season started and he spoke about two things, trying to win the league and trying to become a centre back and, and be a regular centre back for Liverpool. It's quite clear he doesn't like playing there. Klopp probably doesn't like playing him there, but he probably has to find minutes from somewhere, and that's where he come up with. We can see that goal, Keith, um, and for me, this is one of the stages of Lovren. So we're 4-0 up, everything's great, and what happens? Lovren decides, down on the left-hand side, just kick the ball out, just kick the ball out, and we turn him, we'll face a throw-in. No, he tries to be too cute, he loses it. I think Gomez is beaten a bit too easily, and, and it's a decent finish by the guy who swivels and scores. But... Th- it was a bit disappointing, wasn't it, not to keep the clean sheet? I was very disappointing. I thought tonight was the night that we, we could have done with the clean sheet. If I'm not mistaken, I think we've kept uh, two clean sheets all season. Burnley and MK Dons. Mm, all together? Well, in the season. Jeez, I'm pretty sure, sure it's two. Yeah, you could be right. You yeah, could be right. Uh, to our listeners, if if I'm wrong, two clean sheets all season when, you know, all the Ballon d'Or's coming out, you know, we're, we're still heralding what happened last season. It, it is disappointing. And I think it is, it's just a, you know, clean sheets breed confidence in terms of our defensive ability. Um, with Dan Lovren, I just never have seen a man so big get knocked off the ball so many times in his career than Dea Lovren. This, it, it was an identical thing happened. It's not, it's not, it's not, again. it's not a physical thing, Keith. It's not a physical thing, it's a mentality thing. It's a mental thing. He's the, he's going down that sideline instead of kicking out, he's going to decide that I'm just going to shepherd this and I'm great. He has it in his opinion then that he's great. And he doesn't need to be knocked off the ball at all. He just loses complete concentration and it's nicked off him. And he falls over there. I don't know where he gets that confidence to, because, it's, because, because the, team is, the team is four nil up, and he feels that he's he's brilliant. <laughs> that genuinely, that's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, well, yeah. and then I'm and then if you watch, watch and then if you watch for the last four minutes, right after we can see the goal, he's a mess. He genuinely is a mess. Yeah. He's all over. Yeah. He's indecisive. Does he go for it? You know, this front foot defender that he's meant to be. Does he go for it? No, he stands off. Then he, when he should stand off, he goes in. He becomes a, a quivering wreck for the last four minutes. We're just. We're kind of lucky, aren't we, that there was only four minutes left. So, you know what I mean? It's one of those, I mean, we're 4-1 up. But look, it's, um, 
it's just one of the, it's just it's just one of those things. He's a good four choice, but I don't think he should be it should be toward choice. That's how I feel about it. No, I, I'll go back to what you said at the beginning. I think if the game is an intense football match, uh, you know, it requires a, you know like complete concentration against a team where the goals are going to be minimal and we'll probably win by one goal, like we did against Leicester. Then yeah, you're right. He is very front forward, very wins the first header, goes into the challenges, doesn't think. But you know, just to be the, 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 the way, just get rid of it. Mm. You know, and he does that. Yes. What, he does do that in, in certain parts of his game. He will just get rid of it. Yes. That is what you are there to do. Just get hoof it 10 yards out of the ball. Hoof it off the geese if you have to go for the deflection chase or whatever. But you, you know, you could, I'd love to someone out there, anybody, anybody good at using video editor, you know, I'd be very keen to see, uh, Lovren's bloopers over the years. And I guarantee that particular moment has happened time and time again. As I said, this has definitely happened. This is the second time it's happened this month. So Lord knows how many times the other times that's happened for him and you know I, I've got great respect for him because I feel like he had the, at times he re, he's very good and he's had some really really good games for us but you know it, it's stuff like that, that that makes him in my opinion fourth choice centre back yeah but you see it's the stages of the game and where the game is at when these things happen you watch it watch it the next time he plays if we're winning 3-0 Lovren starts doing silly things if we're drawing nil all and we need to win he's he's on it it's like Leicester you know that kind of way it's like Leicester and he's completely focused and it's all good. You know what I mean? It's, it's mad. Just watch it the next time, just for instance. Uh, 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 if we're, if we're nil all or we're two nil up or, or we're three or four nil up, just watch what he does. Um, it's just one, it's just a mad thing. Um, I better mention this. Uh, Stephen Mack, um, four one came out tonight. The 4-1 that he always tells me to bet on. Uh, <laughs> he didn't even bet on it himself tonight. He's feeling very, very, very bad about it tonight. Don't worry about it, Stephen. Move on. Tomorrow's Thursday. The weekend's nearly here. And, uh, it's a bank holiday. So, it's all, well, it's a bank holiday here. I don't know about the rest of the world. Um, but look, before we go, Keith, I suppose we're going to have to pick a man of the match. Um, so I let yep. you go first. Ah, that's um. Uh, I think I think tonight. Um, I think I'm gonna go for uh, Firmino. Mm. I thought he was just at his absolute best tonight. I thought you know everything that he touched turned to gold. Um, he was just available for everything. He looked sharp. Um, he got an assist. I saw a stat saying you know since I think 2017, 2018, no player has got more assists in the Champions League. Um, I actually thought that was well, he must have taken Milner's spot from that. Um, you know, I just thought he was just absolutely sensational. Picked up on the pockets. I'm just watching a little video now that Dinesh uh, uh, Kumar has posted up uh, about um, all the spots that he picked up tonight. And yeah, he was just absolutely phenomenal. I thought that's that was just, that's the Firmino that is truly, truly best. So Firmino for me. Yeah, I, I'm, I tend to agree. Um, I think any time he looked incisive in the first half, it was him or Manny that looked like they were going to do something. I know Oxley chamberlain gets the goal, and it's you know that's incisive in its own right. But I just thought Firmino dropped so deep, turned on it, fed players all night long. He, he, he done one touch in the first half, which was outrageous, where I think he reboned the ball over the defender's leg in order to get it to Mane, who, who got a bit too ahead of the ball and couldn't go get enough porches on it. It was absolutely off the wall. A load of people are shouting now, Oxlade-Chamberlain at me here. Uh, Chris Brack says, Keita. Um, Stephen Max says, um, side note, Lover makes things fun when he plays. 
Uh, no, he doesn't. Um, and there's nothing fun about what he done there tonight. He should just clear the ball. Um, I don't care if I fall it up. Um, it's a mentality thing. Uh, North Red says, ox, 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 ox. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to agree with Keith and I'm going to go with Firmino. Oxley Chamberlain gets two great goals. Don't get me wrong. I think he disappeared out of the game from minute 15 to probably when he scored. Uh, he did, there is a big, big lift in his confidence then when he does score. You see him getting around on it a little bit deeper. He's turning on it. He's turning away from players. He's looking for a bit more of a, of a progressive pass, stuff like that. It was really good to see him. It was really good to see him just enjoy himself then. Um, I thought it was a really good performance for him, but I'm going to agree with Keith. I'm going to go with Firmino. I just thought first half he was excellent. He was the standout player in, in, in a team that looked not disjointed, but just looked a little bit off it. And he was the one that was looking to create and, and did so on a number of occasions. Second half, I thought he was amazing. Again, doing all bits and pieces all over the place. He slides in Mane. He's involved in the, in, he's involved in the, sorry, he slides in Saleh who put, who puts in Mane. He, I, he, he sets up Oxley Chamberlain for the second goal with the square ball. He should have had a penalty as someone else says. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Firmino as well. Um, that's about it. I think we've done enough for tonight. We are back tomorrow night. I think myself, Grizz and a Spores fan are going to do a little preview of Spores and or sorry, Liverpool and Spurs. You're going to get two previews tomorrow night, actually. Um, I think the cop table are going to record um, their preview as well. I think I might have to host that as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. But um, it's been a really good show. Keith, thanks a million for joining me. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, enjoy it. If, if it's with the Spurs fan, I think it is tomorrow. If it's with um, who I think it may be, uh, send my regards and tell him that I'm here for him to cry on when we beat them on Sunday. Okay, no problem. And listen, I know it's your birthday this weekend and you're going to probably make a weekend of it, starting probably from Friday morning and ending probably Monday night. So you go and have a good time doing that as well, my friend. Thank you very much, Gav. Appreciate okay. it, um, That's been the Fatback for Daily. Liverpool have gone and won in Genk by four goals to one. In the other group game, Napoli won 3-2, which puts Napoli on seven points. It puts us on six. It puts Red Bull on three, Genk on zero. So a Napoli win um, next week and a win for us is it next week or the week after um, would probably close off that group more or less. But that's been it. Fatback for Daily. Talk to you again tomorrow night. Over now. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Sports Social Podcast Network.